If you'd like to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18. We're looking at much of the chapter there in 1 Kings chapter 18. And it's a very dramatic and dynamic story. I love this story of Elijah. And I'm not actually going to read this whole chapter to you. I'm going to, as we go along through the message, we'll be highlighting different points as I tell the story. But I want to begin by reading a page out of Max Lucado's book, our study book for this season, Unshakable Hope, Building Our Lives on the Promises of God. In this chapter for our fourth week, Max writes, I accompanied my wife, Denelin, on some errand running, errand running recently. We stopped at a store called Office Max so she could buy a calendar. As we walked through the parking lot, I pointed at the sign and said, Honey, this is my store, Office Max. She was unimpressed. I hurried to the front door and held it open. Come into my store. She rolled her eyes. I used to think the rolling of eyes was a gesture of frustration. After 35 years, I now realize that it is a symbol of admiration. After all, she does it so often. I continued my posturing as we shopped, thanking her for coming to my store to buy products off my shelves. She just rolled her eyes at me. I think she was speechless. When we reached the checkout line, I told the clerk my status. I arched an eyebrow and deepened my voice. Hi, I'm Max. She smiled and processed the sale. As in office, Max. She looked at me and then at Denelin, who rolled her eyes again. Such admiration for her husband. I was beginning to blush. I am the boss of this place, I told the clerk. Really? She looked at me with no smile. Why don't you just take the afternoon off? What? Take the afternoon off. If people ask, tell them that Max of Office Max said for you to go home. This time she stopped and looked at me. Sir, you got the name, but you don't have the clout. She was right about me, but the same cannot be said about you, about us. If you take on the name of Christ, you have the clout with the most powerful being in the universe. When you speak, God listens. When you pray, heaven takes note. When, when two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. Matthew eighteen nineteen from the Message Translation. Your prayers impact the actions of God. During these weeks in the Lenten season, We are following this theme from the book by Max Lucado, Unshakable Hope, Building Your Lives, Our Lives on the Promises of God. And 
There are copies of this book, actually, that were brought in this morning that have already been paid for. As you go out, if you would like a copy of the book, there are also several other copies of Max Lucado's books from my library that I'm giving away. If you'd like to grab one, first come, first serve basis. Try not to hurt anybody on the way scrambling to get there. See, look. But anyhow, we are offering them. James 15, James 5, verse 16, I'm sorry. We hear the promises of God. When a believing person prays, great things happen. When a believing person prays, great things happen. For your prayers have power. In the Old Testament, we have a great story about probably the greatest Old Testament prophet of God, Elijah. And there's a showdown on Mount Carmel in chapters 17 and 18. In the beginning of chapter 17 of 1 Kings... Elijah comes to King Ahab with an unsolicited weather forecast. First verse says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain for the next few years except by my word. Now, Elijah's name, his very name, meant my God is Yahweh or Jehovah or the Lord is my God. He was a prophet of power doing great and mighty things. In chapter 17, we see him being fed by the ravens and him performing miracles of provision for the widow of Zarephath raising her son who died back to life. Whoa. King Ahab, on the other other hand, the king of the northern kingdom, the, the ten tribes of the north of Israel, 58 years after King Solomon and the glory years of Israel as a united kingdom, now divided Judah in the south, Israel in the north, Ahab was the most evil of all the kings of Israel. There were 20 kings of Israel in the history of that nation, all of them ungodly, idolatrous, and evil, but Ahab was the worst. In fact, he married the evil Phoenician princess, became queen Jezebel. Her name became synonymous with evil, Jezebel, we say, a Jezebel. And Ahab made the national religion, now the Canaanite religion, he adopted the practices of his wife and her faith. He got all of the nation of Israel to worship Baal and Ashtoreth, the false gods. And it's Sadly, ironic in a way, but we note that the god Baal was the god of fertility and prosperity. He was the one that was supposed to be in control of the weather. And 
Now Elijah comes with this challenge. My God says, there will be no rain. And for three and a half years, there was no rain, a drought in all of the land. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we read of Elijah's challenge to the leaders of religious practices, the Baal prophets. We read, beginning with verse 20, So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Elijah, you see, put 450 prophets of Baal and the Israelites in a decision process, posture. Later on, a few verses later, 1 Kings 18, beginning with verse 26, we read what happens in one of the greatest stories in the Bible as Elijah told these 450 prophets of Baal, you take a bull, I'll take a bull. You build an altar, I'll build an altar. You ask your God, your God to send fire, and I'll ask my God to send fire. The God who answers by fire is the true God. This is a test. The prophets of Baal agreed and went first. All morning they prayed. They prayed fervently. They danced and shouted. And Elijah began to taunt them by noon, saying, Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. But the, pro- but the, the God, the false God, Baal, was a no-show. Nothing happened. The one writing the account says they even cut themselves and blood was flowing freely as they whirled around trying to get Baal to respond, but nothing. Notice Elijah's prayer as we go on. Elijah prepared the bull, cut it to pieces, and prepared the altar. Then he put water. He got four large jars of water and poured them on the sacrifice, on the altar. In fact, he dug a trench around the, his altar to God, to Yahweh. And he did this three times, 12 large jars of water. Think about that in a time of serious, dreadful drought. Running down, the water running down, filling the trench around the altar. And verses 36 and 37 say, At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me so that these people will know that you, the Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again to yourself. God's response was immediately. 
Then fire, the fire of the Lord fell and burned the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you believe that your prayers really have power? Nine centuries later, the prayers of Elijah were used as a model. As James the Apostle wrote, When a believing person prays, great things happen. Our promise of the week. Elijah was a human being just like us, James writes. He prayed and it would not, that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. Then Elijah prayed again, and the rain came down from the sky, and the land produced crops again. You see, Elijah knew the power of God as he prayed. He knew God's staying power. Of prayer. Think about this acronym. S-T-A-Y. Staying power in prayer. First of all, Elijah knew this to stay aware. S, stay aware of God's presence. Stayed upon Jehovah. Hearts are fully blessed. Finding as he promised perfect peace and rest. The power is not in the prayer or in the prayer, but in the one who is being prayed to. All of these prophets of Baal prayed and prayed. But prayer is only as good as the one to whom these requests, these prayers are being made. Prayer is not in the one, the prayer power is not in the one who prays, but the one who listens. Prayer power is in the one who is present, present with us always. Prayer power is in the one who listens, who listens always. Prayer power is in the one who is able, the Lord God Almighty, infinitely able. Prayer power is in the one who is willing to answer. He is the one who is present with us. Stay aware of His presence as you pray. As we looked at last week, the promise to Joshua, I will go with you wherever you go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That promise comes down to us and fuels our prayers. As David wrote in Psalm 139, staying aware of God's presence, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Psalm 139. Stay aware of God's presence. And T, trust God to act on his promises. Trust God to act on his promise. God is a promise-making and a promise-keeping God. He is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Our God is always faithful, semper fidelis. Elijah expected, hoped for, depended on, trusted in the power of God in his promises. God was with him all through his life. And 
as Elijah prayed, he knew God was with him. As in the beginning of the chapter, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Think about it. Do you believe it? Will you receive it? God is faithful. Do you have faith in his faithfulness? He is always faithful. Great is God's faithfulness. Pray the promises of God according in accordance with his will. Trust God to act on his promises. And A, ask persistently. Ask persistently. Like the persistent widow in the New Testament with the unjust judge, the parable Jesus taught, this judge was nothing like God. He didn't believe in God and had no care for people. But this widow persisted, coming back and back. And so like Elijah, asking persistently, look at the climax, the conclusion of the story. Go and look toward the sea, Elijah told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Verse 43. Wait for it. Watch and pray. Pray and don't faint. Don't give up, as Jesus said. The answers come in God's time, not always When we're looking, sometimes persistence, perseverance pays off. Stay aware of God's presence. Trust God to act on his promises and ask persistently. One more point. Why? Yearn. Yearn for God's glory. Be one who yearns passionately, longing for God's glory. 1 Kings 18.37 Answer me. Lord, answer me so that these people will know you, Lord, our God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. The whole point of this miracle, the whole point of this climactic show of God's power, answer to prayer, is to bring glory to his name. God answers our prayers because if we believe in him, If we trust in him, we are his children. We talked about that last week. God answers prayers because he loves us, because we are his children. God answers prayer because he wants good for us, because he loves us, because we are his children. God answers prayers because out of love we get comfort and strength and the providing of our needs according to his grace. But ultimately, God answers our prayers for his own glory and his own good pleasure. All through the scriptures, we see this manifest. God brings glory to his name, which is ultimately our point of worship for his glory. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse beginning with verse 3, Paul writes, 
praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He chose us before, in Him before the creation of the world. In, in love, He predestined us to be adopted as His sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with His pleasure and will to the praise of His glorious grace, which He freely has given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. Working everything in conformity with the purpose of his will that we might be to the praise of His glory. God receives glory when we see prayers answered. Do you yearn, do you long for passionately the glory of God to be manifest in your life and in your answered prayers? Stand on the promise of God. Pray God's promise. When believe, a believing person prays, great things happen. Say that with me. When a believing person prays, great things happen. Amen. Our promise this week follows that. My promise this week is I will make prayer my priority and passion. I will make prayer my priority and passion. Live This hope in the message translation in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, Paul writes, pray long, pray hard, pray for your brothers and sisters, keep your eyes open, keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out, pray long, pray hard. You know, we have something that Elijah didn't have. We have access to the Father since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way open for us through the curtain that is our body. Since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with God with sincere heart and full assurance of faith. We have access to the Father. We have Jesus, the righteous, the advocate who intercedes on our behalf, interceding, speaking to the Father on our behalf. Plus, we have the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, the promise is given us. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans words cannot express. For he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. So pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray. For this is God's will for you and me. And stand on the promises of God with unshakable hope. One more time. When a believing person prays, great things happen. Memorize that. Claim that. You know what the context of that promise is in James chapter 5? 
James writes in verse 13, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. If anyone is of you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another so that you may be healed for the effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Or the King James, the the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This week, reaffirm the confidence, reaffirm your confession of faith saying, I am building my life on the promises of God because His word is unbreakable, my hope is unshakable, I can stand on the... on the." I do not stand on the problems of life or the pain of life. I stand on the great and precious promises of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for all of your goodness and grace, your love that you desire to lavish in our lives. We pray your blessing that we might be a blessing to others and ask that you would come And hear our prayers and answer for your glory according to your good pleasure and will. In Jesus' name, amen.